Hello everyone, today's podcast will be quite surreal. Not as surreal as this video is, but still quite an interesting one. We have a brand new special guest called Surreal Entertainment. Surreal has a channel with roughly 1.3 million subscribers and over 150 million views. Most people know him for his 3D animations, but Surreal got many more things that will surprise you. Stay tuned, get comfy and sit back. Hope you enjoy this podcast. Uh, I'm Surreal Entertainment. I run uh, Surreal Entertainment on YouTube. It's a channel that focuses on uh, memes and making them uh, 3D animated and a bit cursed. What is the main reason you went for the, the cursed route? Um, I've I've always been interested in more uh, dark and uh, twisted stuff. It sounds pretty weird, but uh, yeah, I, I like when it's uh, when things are more layered in like depth. Uh, I feel like it's more interesting to uh, uncover things uh, that way. So with a twisted uh, line in the story. Yeah, like where people can make their own uh, assumptions about the story and what it means. Oh, you must like open ends when movies and stuff then as well. Yeah, uh, I feel like those movies are the most uh, rewarding in a way where you can discuss with your friends afterwards what they thought about uh, the story and uh, yeah, what uh, what it actually means, everything. Also, how old are you actually? Uh, I'm 21. Do you have any brothers and sisters? I have an older brother and a younger brother. That's all. Three boys. Three boys. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a manly, uh, <laughs> manly household. Yeah. You know, born and raised in Sweden. Actually, there are quite a few YouTubers from Sweden that I know of. Yeah, like PewDiePie, Rumi. Uh, yeah, those are just uh, ones on top of my head. Uh, Zemo Nitron is also from uh, Sweden. Oh yeah, that's true. True. And there are plenty of more, but I also can't come up with them. Yeah. I feel like we in Sweden have, uh, we have like uh, a great base on which to make uh, like uh, internet content, since we we have access to everything essentially, internet and all. How did you actually come up with your name with Shrew Entertainment? I mean, uh, the main inspiration for actually starting the channel was uh, Timotainment. And uh, the first videos I did on my channel were actually uh, about Meme Man and Orang. And uh, that's a real universe. So I really liked uh, Timotainment's videos. So I, I went with a name similar to his. Well, yeah, obviously inspired by uh, his name and then Entertainment. So, and I thought surreal entertainment was fitting in that sense. You guys have similar content in some way. At least if you look at his videos, they're also quite unique. Yeah, it's like surreal, abstract, and uh, yeah, pretty weird. <laughs> but there's a huge audience for it. Yeah, and I feel like uh, the last few years, like abstract, uh, open-ended stuff has gotten bigger. Uh, especially with like big chungus and stuff like I don't I don't get like at the same time people unironically revive all these memes mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's where all the surreal type of content is coming from since somehow people don't laugh about um, the mainstream memes so they'd like to find something so unique that they can laugh at them yeah and especially recently I feel like memes have Many memes have uh, like resurfaced, 
very ironically. Like Doge was very mainstream at first, and then it kind of died, and then it came back, and then it kind of died again, and then it came back even more ironic. I think I've seen it like four times now. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's funny to see how all these uh, people are just shitting it out. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird to see all these old memes getting back from the dead all the time. And uh, Thanos is also back. I saw a few things as well from that. And oh just, really? Yeah, yeah, just stuff like that. They they just like to to dig old dig up old content. Yeah, and I feel like it's pretty interesting to to follow. Like why why some things resurface and some don't. And what makes you do like the the surreal type of videos instead of actual like uh, what the main YouTuber would do? So, I'm I'm not a very uh, how do I say this? Uh, I'm not a very extroverted person. I like to. Uh, I don't think my personality on its own would be uh, super interesting content. And I, I don't have the energy or like charisma to pr- portray it uh, in a in a super entertaining way. I think like that on that on its own. So that's why I went with more uh, animation style things. I wouldn't really be interested in uh, making uh, personality uh, centered content anyway. I've actually seen your second channel. And uh, yeah, yeah. I have to disagree. It's just, just, uh, or do you like to over, <laughs> over edit, uh, over edit your, your content? It's, it's like unique. I like it a lot. I wish you would upload more on your second channel, honestly. Yeah. So the second channel, like, I think it works because I have surreal entertainment, like, uh, pushing it up, you know? Yeah. And I think it's, it's partly interesting because you get to see the person behind. Uh, the videos on the Surreal Entertainment channel. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a lot of channels are missing out on that since you see, of course, the, the main channel, mm-hmm. but you rarely see like uh, who is behind it. And yeah. and I think that's really interesting for a lot of people to, to still um, to still see that in, in a way. Yeah, and that's uh, one thing I appreciate about uh, the previous guest, Grande. He hasn't uh, shown his physical self, but... Uh, is more personality-based content on these other channels. Uh, I think it's cool when people start to branch out and try different things. Yeah, exactly. A lost potential if you don't do it, I feel like. And are you actually planning to make this as a full-time job? Um, obviously, I, I don't have any set-in-stone plans for this. I mean, I started it uh, in high school just without any goals in mind, just uh, did it for fun. And then it became so much bigger than I ever thought it would be. And I mean, it uh, it would be a waste not to pursue it further, considering the success uh, the channel has seen so far. I have no idea uh, what I'm going to do in like five years, if it's even going to be remotely close to this. Maybe you can combine it with like uh, actual other jobs and uh, do it like once a week or once every two weeks still. Since it's just your channel is so so big, it would be a shame if you just let it be there. Yeah, I, I've been interested in uh, other things as well. I'm currently uh, solo devving uh, a game in Unity. Or you can definitely use your channel to hopefully make that, uh, give that a spotlight. Yeah, I feel like I have a good platform to stand on. Uh, in that sense. Uh, what made you actually go after the memes? <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good question. 
since you um, could you could have picked everything and you went after the the surreal type of memes as a teenager when i started the channel in a well-off country i was i was very into memes and i even had a a meme page on instagram before i made my channel where i just posted super stupid pictures um so i i already had a foot in the meme world if you will <laughs> and so i figured i could make that into if i could recreate them and make them into another type of content i found or i i thought that that could uh, lead to yeah bigger and better things it's a good transition to go from uh, from that into uh, into the surreal memes so that's yeah. uh yeah so you took the opportunity that uh, you made a good a good thing out of it yeah and i mean i i really enjoyed it as well yeah that's the most important part yeah if you enjoy things it makes it way easier to continue doing it yeah exactly and what does your family think about you creating all these videos um they think it's uh pretty cool most of the videos are pretty hard for them to understand i feel like i think, uh, I think for the average person in general it's really hard to understand this this type of humor <laughs> yeah i mean mo many videos have like several layers of references to them not not to sound pretentious or anything it's just like it it's just wouldn't make sense for a normal person to watch them and understand and enjoy them to the same extent it makes sense like uh, you get a um, specific type of audience which is good yeah. and do your friends know you're a youtuber actually yeah they think it's pretty cool what was their reaction when you told them oh actually uh, many of the people uh, that know me were uh, like they knew me when i started the channel so they've been uh, oh they've been there for the whole journey then yeah basically that's huge then they yeah, understand yeah. like how much how much work you put into it yeah and what is the craziest reaction you've gotten when you taught someone um so there was this this camp that my little brother went to one summer and i had been to the same camp uh a few years prior and when i went there to get my brother uh, i met a guy i had been on the camp with uh, the previous years and for some reason he started talking about surreal entertainment and i was like hey that's my channel <laughs> that was yeah that was really weird that's actually really awesome like that's yeah. how, how small the world can be sometimes yeah really have you ever actually met a uh, another big youtuber uh yeah so uh, i was in or i was at vidcon uh, last year yeah and uh that was one of the coolest experiences uh, of my life so most people when i met them obviously they don't recognize my face as i haven't shown it shown it very much yeah exactly. but uh, uh many of the people when when actually when i actually introduced myself uh shook their hands uh recognized who i was which was very cool yeah what are the t people you're talking about like actual big big boys of youtube <laughs> Uh yeah. Uh I met with uh Michael Gregory from from Shmoyoho. Oh that, yeah, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, he was extremely humble and kind. And I actually also met uh Jack's films at a party. Did he recognize you? 
uh, he didn't recognize me, but after, actually, uh, this was a uh, fun story. Uh, when I, uh, Michael Gregory introduced me to him and then he shook my hand. And then after I told him who I was, uh, he wanted to redo the handshake <laughs> because oh, he felt like I deserved a better handshake. That that sounds like <laughs> just like Jack Films, honestly. Yeah. Oh, he was really, really kind as well. It's actually so cool to hear all these behind the scenes type of uh, type of stories. Yeah. And I mean, most of the most of the people, if you actually talk to them, they're they're incredibly genuine and and kind. Uh if they stay out of drama, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um did you actually ever meet someone famous outside of YouTube? No, I wouldn't say so. Okay, okay. It's also uh Maybe in the future, you never know, right? Yeah, true. I like uh, in general. I don't really like uh, like celebrity culture. I feel like it's very like uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's pretty hollow in the sense that yeah, people... you see them more as just humans, just as a person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly I how like it should it. be, in my opinion. Just to down to earth to see, like, otherwise you can idolize someone, right? Yeah, and it easily becomes into an obsession and i feel like that's super weird exactly they actually have like you talked about uh team attainment but do you have like uh, not an idol but inspiration what are inspirations on youtube uh yes so most people or uh, many people who come to my channel will recognize that it's very similar to uh, another youtuber called pamtry and he was the main inspiration for switching to more 3D, uh, 3D related content. And how long does it take you on average to create a video when you do the 3D animation and stuff? Um, it's, it depends very much. Like the, I made a video about Bird Box that's five minutes long and it took, I don't know, 60, 70 hours to create. <laughs> yeah, but then like some videos take I don't know, eight hours. So it depends very much on like how how long the video is and how much I have to model and stuff like that. Do you still get satisfaction out of uh, out of the view count if you upload a video and you see it, it takes off or doesn't? Yeah, that's one of the I don't know. That's one of the darker sides of YouTube. I feel like or being a content creator, it can easily become uh, like such a depressing thing if uh, if a video doesn't do as well as you expected it become it can become demoralizing exactly i did in the beginning as well with uh you put a lot of effort into a video and mm -hmm. yeah they just don't take off yeah. and i think a lot of youtubers in general have that struggle then uh i don't know they're thinking oh am i doing a good job with it or what do i do wrong and you start overthinking those type of things yeah and from that point on i think it can be really toxic to look at numbers yeah for sure and that's why you said earlier um look at it as if you're having fun so or like do it as a fun standpoint as a hobby in the beginning so it's it doesn't take that much mentally to to see uh see the videos not perform as well as you thought it would like the dangerous thing is is like i personally i get a lot of joy out of uh, if a video performs well yeah so it's like a balancing act kind of like you you make videos you enjoy doing uh, or enjoy making but 
if they don't perform well, it's gonna tear you down, kind of. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword in that way. Yeah. Uh, what is the best thing about being a YouTuber? Damn. I think it's the uh, partly all the new people you get to uh, get to know. The networking business, so the networking uh, from YouTube. Yeah, and there are so many interesting people that I've that I've come in contact with that I otherwise wouldn't have at all. Like you, for example. <laughs> what you mean for living is something else, indeed. But I, I mean, I also see myself as a regular person. I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm that special. But of course, it's it's different from an outside perspective, probably. Yeah, no, I mean, so many people that might, I don't know, look regular from the outside are so much more uh, interesting when you actually get to know them. And I try to focus on that, like with the people I get to know, like that I get to know them on a more than just surface level, you know? Oh, that's that's for sure. I think if you give, give people a chance to kind of... Um... Yeah, get to know them. Then there's a lot more to uh, to find on YouTube in general. Yeah, but of course you can't do that with, with like uh, everyone. But it's just uh, it's fun to to get people to get to know people more on the regular. Yeah, and another thing I would say is the freedom to well freedom within reason to create uh, essentially whatever you want to do for a relatively big audience. And can you maintain yourself like financially with your YouTube channel? Uh, yes. That's really good. That's really good. Uh, at the same time, it's it's very fragile. Like some months are super or are way higher than other months. So inconsistency. Yeah, exactly. So what I do is just put everything into savings and <laughs> hope for the best. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah, there's uh, no reason to buy uh, things like with money you don't know if you're gonna have next month. Month, you know. It used to be a really big problem in the past with demonetization. Do your videos still get demonetized sometimes? Um, I've had one or two videos demonetized uh, last couple of uh, months, which is nothing compared to other channels, of course. I try to make my videos uh, like essentially family friendly not just because of monetization but also because uh, that's YouTube. what I enjoy yeah it's also YouTube going uh, is so mainstream that you, you're kind of forced to do that if you want to allow yourself an income yeah true I think a lot of YouTube channels in general get so many weird emails and people trying to offer things uh, yeah. what, what would be the weirdest thing you've gotten yet I mean, I, I usually get these like super obscure websites with some random thing I've never heard of before or like uh, scam emails with, oh yeah, try this, <laughs> try this computer cleaner. Oh yeah. That sounds trustworthy. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's mostly, mostly those. Yeah. Yeah. Grande had like a really interesting story last time about like uh, some, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a prostitute website or something I don't know what it was to promote yeah. him or like this, something like that a porn yeah, I'm glad I haven't had one of those yet <laughs> maybe it'll come now you never know <laughs> yeah who knows and um, do you actually get hate on, on videos that you upload sometimes 
I would say yeah, but they're mostly drowned out by people who say that they genuinely enjoy the videos. And I think that's more important to me. That's really good. Outweigh the, the hate with the, the good comments. Yeah, for do, sure. Do they still affect you, the, the hate comments? Mm, I I wouldn't say so, no. Mo most of the hate comments are usually so uh, badly articulated or like so they have such a weird structure that they're like more fun than <laughs> than anything else it's usually just laugh at them yeah i mean some some comments are just so nonsensical that they don't really make sense but you kind of know that they tried to say something bad i think most people don't realize what words actually can do to people, right? So you just say whatever in the comment sections, especially. Yeah, true. But if you get like one, okay, it doesn't really affect you. But if they're like, if you're a really big YouTuber, like your size, um, I think if a few hundred of those that can kind of crawl into your mind at some point and people don't realize that. Yeah, I think to some extent, if you, if you get a bunch of hate comments, like it could be an indicator of that you might be doing something that people might not enjoy or as something that's like controversial or bad. So I think, I mean, okay. So many hate comments are just based off of nothing. Right. I think but jealousy, I, mostly jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. But then if, if you notice that one of your videos have, has, way more hate comments than usual. It might be because of something that you could have thought about extra or something like that. Or a certain fan base. Yeah. At least I've gotten death threats for my playlist and I know a lot of people are enjoying it, but. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just weird. Yeah, that's, in the beginning, it's really got onto my mind, but at the same time, uh, now I just don't give a fuck anymore and they can say whatever. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just, I feel like those people are not speaking for themselves. They just are jealous. And um, at the same time, I see it as a good thing that you're making it somewhere um, because your content is getting out there. So it gets a mm -hmm. spotlight. And of course, hate will come with it. So yeah. at the same time, look at look at it from the positive side. And, and uh, if you get hate, you know you're doing something right in a way. Yeah, that's true. I mean, hate hate comes with any form of fame, I would say. Yeah, exactly. Who is, in your opinion, the most underrated YouTube channel? Oh, damn. Or like, who do you enjoy a lot? And you think, oh, they should definitely be bigger than they currently are. Um, so there are, of course, a bunch of underrated channels. But one of them, I would say, is a channel called Ethereal Snake. He makes these uh, animations and uh, both, both 3D and 2D about very dark and surreal uh, stories. And I think they're really enjoyable. Sounds, uh, sounds right in your alley. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. Are you actually close with any other YouTubers? I don't know if I would say super close, but uh, after I met with Michael Gregory, I've started uh, talking with him from Shmayoho. Oh, and he's a very, very nice guy. That's great, actually. That's what I mean. These, these kind of meetups can, can bring a lot more than just uh, being there. Yeah, definitely.
And what is actually the worst video that you ever made, in your opinion? Um, <laughs> and is it still public? Uh, yeah. So one of the worst videos I've ever made is, I would say, uh, the video called Ben Shapiro in a nutshell. Just <laughs> I think I've seen it. I actually think I've seen it. Yeah. It was just, I had to make a video for that week and it's such a brain dead video <laughs> and it doesn't take into account any nuances of his like thoughts or anything at all. It's just something that shouldn't exist. Just an empty video. Yeah. And did you actually ever make a meme that made you say like, oh, I'm never going to top this? I don't think I've had that thought uh, before publishing a video. But after I published the Sonic trailer and it just blew up and got onto trending and everything, uh, I think that one's very hard to top. Because it got like, I don't know, it got like 5 million views in a week. Oh yeah, that's huge for sure. And at the same time, everybody was shitting on the Sonic trailer. So it just... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that's a good good way to uh, a good good uh, move to make a video about it. Yeah, and uh, do you actually ever get sick of memes? Mm. Where you like uh, moments yeah. moments that you want to take a break? Like, okay, that's enough for this week. <laughs> I don't know. I do know that recently I've found more joy uh, on focusing on other things outside of uh, the Serial Entertainment channel, such as such as working on the game, uh, for example, and like other projects with uh, IRL friends. That's really important to maintain for sure. Yeah, and I think it's something that many people like uh, dismiss or like... They should take into account for sure that um, if you're ever getting a job that is mainly focused on, on social media or the internet, make mm -hmm. sure you balance it out with... Uh, with IRL friends, or at least gets outside of the house. Yeah, especially during these times. Yeah, Corona has been kind of driving me crazy. Like, I've been inside for so long. Like, I've, I'm always going at least once a day, actually going outside. But mm -hmm. with, with this is going on right now, I just uh, haven't done that as much as I did before, of course. But that makes sense. Yeah, it's really hard. Did you actually notice a increase in viewers because of Corona? Um, I think it's, uh, for me specifically, I think it's pretty hard to, to see any correlation like that since I've, I haven't uploaded as consistently as before. I do know that the traffic to YouTube has been, has definitely increased by a lot, but I can't say I've noticed any bigger or that, like any noticeable difference on my channel specifically. That's might be hard to see analytics. Especially with like the, if a meme blows up, it it completely demolishes like the, the 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 analytics. You can't compare with anything at that point. Yeah, since my videos are so based on uh, trends, yeah, trends and viral factors, it's very in like my viewer base or like my day my daily viewers are so inconsistent and yeah. What makes a uh, what makes a meme great? Like what? What makes you think? Oh, this uh, this has some potential to go viral. Mm. Since you have to be quite fast with making viral uh, viral memes, 
or viral videos. Since yeah, if you're if you're not one of the first people to put one out, then uh, yeah, someone else can do it. Yeah. Do you mean my video specifically, or like the uh, like more like like what do you look at when you see a video and you think, okay, I'm gonna make a video about that. Um, like a trend, something that's trending at the time. Yeah. So if it's just a picture of a cat, for for example, that's going viral. It's gonna be hard to create a story around. So preferably like an environment or like a panel meme where it's easier to extrapolate and build up a story from it. And do you also try to stay out of controversial stuff? Like uh, if there's something happening, like drama related things, do you do you try to stay out of that? Uh, yeah, I do. That's actually that's also smart, I think. Otherwise, you get the wrong type of viewers. Yeah, for sure. And what would you change in YouTube if you had the power to? Damn, that's a really good question. In your case, like, did you have any problems with YouTube that you think, okay, that's something that that they could work on? Yeah. So my content specifically is very for, or my situation is very forgiving because I make. I create these 3D models uh, by myself most of the time and I use uh, royalty free music and I basically have no, I have no uh, risk of getting uh, or making someone angry because I used their stuff, you know, yeah, exactly. the one thing I've, I've heard a lot about like other meme creators, for example, is like copyright claims and stuff like that. It doesn't affect me personally, but I, I've come to realize that that's a huge problem. That's basically plaguing uh, many of these channels. Oh, for sure. And also I've seen you use a lot of uh, RuneScape music and stuff like that in, in your mm -hmm. videos. Uh, have you ever played that in the past? Oh uh, yeah, I used to play play so much RuneScape. <laughs> I think I have uh, I think I have over 5000 hours. Oh shit. You, you were maxed. Yeah, I was actually, I had completionist cape. <laughs> oh, God damn it. That's so I was cute. a fucking nerd. It was actually uh, late, like December 2017, when I uh, when I decided to quit RuneScape. And it was January 2018 when I made my channel. <laughs> so That's a good, good decision, since uh, RuneScape yeah. is such a time sink. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, so quitting RuneScape, basically. I owe quitting RuneScape to all of this, essentially. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're happy to hear that. But... No, I mean it's a. Uh, I really enjoy the game, but at at a point where you've you've essentially achieved all the achievements and levels in the in the game, it's it's hard to keep finding joy in it. Yeah, I still used to play it, but only AFK things. Since I also kind of felt like I was wasting uh, wasting time on it, so I was like, ah, let me do this fishing AFK and stuff like that. And then uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't feel as much of a time waste, since you still did mainly your thing on the main screen. You had that open on on your second or third monitor, and that's just. Yeah. Uh, I used to like have, <laughs> have like uh I don't know, just a few centimeters big uh, game client where you just saw the fishing spot. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's a sweaty, that's sweaty. 
uh, so like efficiency. If you think about it, that's so stupid. Like it's basically just a clicking simulator at that point. And do you still play play other games, or just try to not do it as often? Um, I well, recently I've started playing Hearthstone again. It can be really really relaxing. Yeah, and it's not as like intensive, like not not your focus nor your brain power has to work very hard on it. It's nice to just sit back, relax, and play some Hearthstone sometimes. Yeah, that sounds really good. Do you have like a daily pattern that you that you do like a workflow? Uh, no, I don't. I I mostly just wing it, whatever I'm whatever I'm feeling. So you're not a structured person in that way. Um, I think it comes and goes in waves. Some day or like some periods, I decide to oh yeah, I should wake up at eight like every day. Uh, but then other periods, I like get out of bed at three p.m. <laughs> oh yeah, oh that's that's not a structured uh, <laughs> structured way to do things. Can no, be chaotic as well. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it it works pretty well. I I guess it kind of reflects on what kind of mental state you're in as well, and how productive you are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if you're like a night owl, as you call it, then it shouldn't really matter if what time you work on your things. Yeah, true. Um, let me go into this. Do you have any bad habits? Mm. Like some people like to stay up really late and that's how they kind of screw over their sleep schedule. That's something you can think of or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if there would be one thing, it's mindlessly scrolling on social medias. <laughs> I mean, ev- everyone knows it's super bad for you. But yeah. as a, I think it's hard for a, like as a content creator to kind of gauge what you should be doing and what you shouldn't because essentially when you're scrolling you gain more information about like trends and uh, possible ideas for what you could do so it's very hard to like limit it in that sense it's double-sided yeah definitely and that can sometimes keep me up uh, at night and also there's so much negativity on social media it's also um, it can bring you down as well yeah, definitely. At least I've I've seen at least this year has been so bad. It's been so <laughs> bad with any anything at least on social media I've seen. It's mm. 80% bad news, uh corona related or just dumb things that don't that won't make your day better in any way. Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally get it. So, social media is is a tricky thing. And it's it's not just the bad things, but also like the the way the the apps are like uh the way the apps are designed it's just like it's meant to keep you scrolling and just mindlessly consuming entertainment and i think that's very detrimental in the long term that's good for the website but for the person itself it's not <laughs> yeah so i totally get it mm-hmm. um do you know what would you have done if you didn't do youtube um, if I didn't do YouTube, I would probably still be in uh, university studying computer science. The 
third year of computer science would have started uh, this fall. But uh, I decided to not continue doing that and just pursue YouTube for a while and see where that takes me. I, f- I feel like life is taking risks as well, right? It's all about taking yeah. risks and going for something you want to pursue. And yeah. education is a way to be like more secure about it. But mm-hmm. if you already have something going on, it's it can be really worth it to, to pursue that. Yeah. And since I'm from Sweden, everything is... I mean, you basically get paid for studying. So if this YouTube thing doesn't work out in the long term, I can always just go back to to studying. It's never too late to study, in my opinion. Yeah, true. And what is something else that's typical Swedish uh, that you grew up with? That would probably be uh, fika stunder. <laughs> you know when you're when you're at a friend's house. Yeah, fika. Uh, I recognize that. Yeah, it's basically the Swedish, the most Swedish thing. It's basically a meme, uh, but it's basically just eating cinnamon buns or some cookies and drinking oboy, as we call it. It's like a coffee break in a way, right? But a more fancy. Yeah, essentially way more fancy <laughs> yeah i think like it's it's become of a it's become kind of a national thing that people come to sweden just for to just to experience a fika do you do it often or just like once a week or something i don't know it's hard to say but if what? you ever have friends over or if you ever go to a swedish person's house uh, to visit them for whatever reason chances are you get you're getting a fika well, that's actually really cool. Is there, like now we're talking about fika. Is there anything else in Sweden that you can only get in Sweden, uh, like food or products or anything like that? I mean, there's the dalahest, which is uh, very Swedish. Well, it's a it's a Swedish uh, wooden horse. That's <laughs> I don't really, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's basically uh, this Swedish horse that was uh, that's famous. And is that like, uh, what's it called? It's like a traditional thing in Sweden or something like that. Yeah, it's called uh, Dalahest. I really don't know how to explain it because it's pretty fucking weird if you think about Wait, it. We it's need to search a, it up then. <laughs> it's just a, like a wooden horse that's carved in a specific way with like specific uh, patterns. And Basically, people just buy these and put them in their homes. Like a lucky charm? Um, or it's just a cultural, cultural, cultural thing, maybe. Yeah, to be, to be completely honest, I don't really know the purpose. I just think it's a, a, <laughs> a thing Swedish people do. It's, actually, it's also interesting, yeah. And is that the only thing, or like, are you, this is the first thing you came up with? Um, so the, uh, I think there must be more more things like maybe some some uh, like some food you can only get in Sweden. Like, what would you what would you advise people that go to Sweden to get, uh, like, to actually visit or get if they go to there? Um, well, the first thing would be fika, since it's uh, it's a nice way like to get to know people. Uh, but uh, otherwise, I guess this also is kind of a meme, but. Uh, uh, Ikea köttbullar och potatismos. Vad kan du repeat it? 
Uh, Ikeas köttbullar och potatismos. It's uh, meatballs and... Yeah, I don't know what it's called, potatoes. Sounds like a mouthful. <laughs> I like it, how fast you pronounce it. Oh, do you want me to repronounce it? No, no, but I mean, it sounds... It sounds uh, Swedish sounds really interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. You were talking about uh, social media and stuff, and you quit your education. Uh, what's mm. your background in YouTube? What's the main reason you quit your education? Or you just didn't enjoy uh, uh, computer science anymore? Ever since I started my channel. Well, I, I started seeing a pretty good success with the YouTube channel. And I thought, uh, if I can pursue this now, uh, I might as well just do that and put education on the side, which I can focus on later, if that ever came to be, basically. So you were more secure with YouTube then. That's yeah, that sounds like a really reasonable reason, actually. Yeah, it's not that I'm more secure with YouTube, but it's uh, that I right now have this momentum with YouTube. Oh, you see, there's an opportunity. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if I would have waited, uh, my education otherwise would have taken three more years, and I don't know if my YouTube channel would be would still be as popular as it is right now. Yeah. I, yeah. You're riding the wave in in that sense. Yeah, kind of. That's really smart. Well, actually, you're not riding the wave. You're basically uh, trying to make it go bigger and bigger over time. And if you're spending a lot of time on school, um, yeah, you can't make it go bigger as fast as you want it to be. Yeah, it was kind of a distraction for me. Exactly. Lately. And what uh, what advice would you give someone that is kind of in the same position or like is losing motivation for something. Uh, what would what advice would you give them? Uh, this is kind of hard, I would say, to give proper advice because everyone knows their situation the best. But uh, I would say if if you're from a European country where education is free or even you get paid for it, uh, you might as well just go for whatever hobby you've got going and see if that if you can grow that when you're young and you have time yeah yeah that's smart well like it's smart depends on the situation of course but yeah um, but you also need to have something already going on i feel like yeah for sure you can't just put all your eggs in one basket that's, so to speak. that's yeah that's really yeah exactly that's what i mean and do you have actually do you actually have any future plans or goals for for the upcoming years or months mm, i don't have anything uh, specific that I've set out to do, uh, apart from one thing, which is moving to the US. And what is your main reason to move to the US? I think being in 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 an environment with many like creative, uh, creatively centered people and people who are like into the into similar things creatively, would be like a nice environment to be in. Oh, you know a lot of people from the US. Uh, no, but uh, like um, I was thinking of moving specifically to LA, where basically every big YouTube or like Twitch creator lives. Yeah, I think it would be easier to get into contact with people and like meet up and do come up with cool things. Yeah, that sounds like an actual solid plan. My name is Epic Donut Dude, and thank you for listening to the Meme Raider podcast.
make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel or follow the Meme Rider podcast on Spotify. Also, don't forget to check out the NeverThink app for the best handpicked videos on the internet. But next time we'll be back with a brand new guest, so I hope to see you then. And uh, in the meantime, have a wonderful day.